Hey guys, this is Wildcat Chris Harris, TNA original and one half of six-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted. You are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 164 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, last week on Impact, not only did we see Triton in action, but we also saw Jeff Hardy continue to be essentially lost in the mid-card shuffle because he randomly teamed up with Shocker to defeat the team of David Young and Lex Lavette. But maybe there is some direction for Jeff Hardy because on that same show, Raven, the cool hip Raven guy, tried to convince Jeff Hardy to essentially maybe make a tag team. You know, have my fans be with your fans. We'd be huge. They could be the new rockers. But Jeff Hardy wasn't interested. So I'm sure that is going to just go swimmingly well with uh, Raven and nothing will transpire between those two. No. Uh, and there is also another potential tandem here that was created because Apollo defeated Sonny Siaki, but then they were like, hey, man, good fight, and they shook hands, and uh, they could potentially be another new tag team. Who knows? Uh, it would probably make the most sense. I mean, Siaki hasn't done anything of relevance since uh, Don West went rolling down a hill. Uh, during the asylum days, oh, man. which is probably nearly a year ago um, that that happened. Uh, and then the main event was a no contest between America's America's Most Wanted and Pi Delta Slam. And that was because of a team can getting involved because, of course, they have some issues here with AMW. Um, and then also kind of irrelevant to anything, uh, the Disciples of Destruction defeated Cassie O'Reilly and Shark Boy that happened earlier in the show, too. And speaking of the Disciples of Destruction, I was listening to a murder podcast the other, other day at work, and a group of kids in, like, 2007 or 2009 or something like that killed some people, and then they dubbed themselves the Disciples of Destruction. Wow. So I wonder if they were watching Impact in March of 2005, and we're like, hey, man, if we were to ever go on a killing rampage... That's our Disciple name. Disciple Destruction, D.O.D. Uh, well, that is quite the interesting fun fact to tie yeah. us back here into wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so I feel like, uh, you know, everything you just said, kind of not lots going on here at this time uh, in Impact. And I also need to remind everyone that they are taping three shows at a time. And today's episode is the third episode of the taping, which is always fun. As um, if any of our listeners uh, used to listen to IcoPod, myself, Bob, and our friend Austin Skinner, the tapings would get worse and worse as you continued on. Well, we have reached the final part of the taping. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now we do know that tonight there is 
um, the X Division like shootout match. We're going to get a number one contender. I don't think we know exactly who's in the match, but they have promoted that there's this big X Division uh, match happening tonight. So hopefully that will at least keep us interested. Yeah, I don't remember if they did tell us anything. I think they kind of just said it's happening, yeah. I don't recall at least knowing who's in it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Bob pretty much gave us the rundown of what happened last week, uh, which, as you heard, was not a whole lot. Now, I, of course, um, could not remember. So I pulled up my favorite wrestling resource website, wrestlingrecaps.com. And I was looking along. Except Bob didn't do this one. I'm a little upset about that. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really start doing the impacts until uh, 2006. Oh really? Oh, I thought you did do yeah. some of them. Okay. Well, Bob didn't do this, but the the person who did, Ryan uh, Drost, is that how he says his name? Of WrestleView.com. Well, he started rating the matches from last week, uh, which is pretty exciting. And I don't think any. Oh. The Shock, Shocker and Jeff Hardy's match got two and a quarter stars. I, th- I was going to say nothing got over a star, but that's not true. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, another fun thing that happened, too, uh, that you were mentioning is about uh, Sonny Zaki and Apollo. We're like, yeah, we're going to be friends now. Well, then Kid Cash and um, Lance Hoyt came out and were basically laughing at them because of it. And we're like, yeah, okay. So there might be a little, might little be a little tag match there coming up at lockdown. You never know. We have two steel cage matches coming up at lockdown, Bob. Two. Yeah, but but we only know, or do we? Know, we don't, don't know even, what they are. I don't think we do. Right, because didn't Nash and them like challenge <clears throat> Jared yes. and company, and they were, and then Dustin. I'll let you know next week. Yeah, and then I don't recall him letting us know. I'm double checking. Oh, wait. Okay, so I'm just going to read right from this report because it's just going to be easier on WrestlingRecaps.com. So DDP uh, also did an interview last week. Um, He talked about the Six Sides of Steel match that was proposed. Uh, DDP talks about how Dusty Rhodes said that he's given an answer this week, so he called out Dusty Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes came out with Tracy and Trinity, and he talks about how that they'll make history at lockdown with two Six Sides of Steel cage matches. Um... Rhodes confirms that one of the cage matches will be the outlaw, Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown versus DDP, Sean Waltman, and Kevin Nash. Um, so we know that. So that is official. That's official. Okay. Oh, but we do not know the other steel cage match. And we don't know if they're going to switch it up on us. Maybe on this episode. I it's wonder gonna... if it's going to be Tracy against Trinity instead of the cage. Oh my God! Disciples of Destruction versus Phi Delta Slam once no, again. No, 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 no. Oh. Like oh. Trinity against Tracy. Oh, I'd be fine with that. That'd be kind of fun. With Johnny the... Fairplay too, triple threat. Maybe they'll bring um, Jacqueline, Jackie Moore back just for like a random pay per view appearance. Because okay. as you noticed, she's appeared twice on pay per view and has done fucking nothing else. Well, you got to make her appearances important. Important. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, dude. Gotta drive those buy rates up, you know. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, last week's episode also broke our very long thumbs up streak, which is very sad. I know. Um. 
Very sad. And I'm a little worried about today's episode for that reason. But the streak has been broken. And, well, here we are. Um, I don't have really... I guess we pretty much said everything that happened. I'm not going to read Dave Meltzer's recap of it because we literally said everything that he lists. So there's kind of no point. I think the only thing I don't know if we mentioned was... um, uh, AJ Styles attacked Abyss backstage after he was like right. sca- scaring Trinity and Tracy uh, after handing him. I'm assuming his number one contender contract. It was kind of not really sure, but it seems like they are starting um, some kind of program there. Well, didn't the show start off with him doing yes. something, and then like AJ like walked by, but like kind of stopped, and they went back yeah. to it, and then he attacked mm-hmm. him. That was weird. Yeah, it was kind of a weird way they handled it, but. Um, I think that's really kind of the only thing, though, that we didn't say yet. So, fun stuff. Team Canada and America's Most Wanted, potentially at lockdown. I think you might have mentioned that already, though, but, I mean, that'll be fun. They have good matches. Uh, yeah, I still think that the, uh, wasn't it Cash and Hoyt match? That was better than Team Canada. Canada yeah, I think we one. did like that one better, yeah. Like, a lot better. But. Yeah. Because that was a, what was that one on, against all odds? Yeah, I think it was against all odds. Because like resolution was uh, Team Canada, right? Sounds and Destination X. They had like an eight man tag, or whatever. So yeah, right. Yes. Good stuff. Um, I don't have a lot to talk about before the show here, Bob. Actually, there's not a lot to talk about at all. I'm gonna have literally one, two, three things to say during the show, and I got about three or four things to say here before the show. So there is not a lot happening. But uh, let's dive right into it. This is from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter from April 4th, 2005. Um, Dave notes that while a lot of rumors have flown since Spike dumped WWE, the possibility of them going, or them being TNA, going on Spike seems less than a Hail Mary. Although Jeff Jarrett may have had a meeting scheduled to try and convince them of the benefits of a renewal of the Monday Night Wars. So we kind of heard the rumor, I think it was last week or the week before, it's the first time we heard Spike TV and TNA kind of thrown out together. Um, He continues, unlike with USA Network's public posturing that they didn't want wrestling anymore in 2000, but talked seriously with ECW about a Monday Night show, Spike is very serious about it and has no intention of competing with Raw for the wrestling audience. If they did, they would put UFC in its place and have already told uh, UFC officials that they want to move them into a primetime slot, but away from Monday night. Uh, so they aren't in competition with Raw. Um, now compare the .2s that TNA gets on Saturdays at midnight with the 1.6 average that UFC gets on Mondays at 11.10 p.m. It should be noted that UFC did a .9 and a .7 in its first two FSN TV specials, while TNA has never done half that, and it has a regular time slot. So it's kind of interesting. I'm very curious. He kind of goes a little bit further into this, but um, I don't think it's uh, super important or relevant. It talks a lot about the UFC stuff. But I think it's interesting to see how this is slowly progressing and uh, as talks continue, and we will definitely be talking more about this in coming weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, th- but this also kind of shows that we're on the cusp of uh, UFC really breaking out into being a huge, like, sport. 
because for the first, you know, 10, 11 years of his, of his, of its uh, existence, it was barbaric. It was, you know, this, that, and the other. But, Sometimes uh, it's, cra- it's crazy to me to think about how long UFC has been around because I feel like I didn't really even know much about it until it really did explode. Yeah. I mean, it was like an outlaw thing. Like When they first started, I believe it was like 93 or something, early 90s of the pay-per-views. You, there was no rules. You could literally punch a guy in the nuts 20 times. Like, that's how somebody won one time because they just punched him in the nuts like 20 times and the guy quit. He's like, okay, well, now, my, now my balls hurt. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, it's ridiculous. They had oh, no wow. gloves. I'm, I, you could wear, I did know you that. You could I wear think. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You could wear whatever you want. It was um just really weird. And but the uh, it really started breaking out. From what I remember, like Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, they had a huge thing. But uh, it <clears throat> same thing with Shamrock and Ortiz too. That was some good money for them. But it it. Like consistently didn't start really getting going until the Ultimate Fighter, which would appear on on Spike TV, mm. and uh, the fight between Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner, which was unreal. I remember watching that fight, and it was incredible, and it got me in. It got me into it. So, and I, I, I can't think of the date off the top of my head. I can look it up real quick. But, uh, of course, unfortunately, Stephen Bond recently passed away. Uh, that's better uh, recently, I think, like a year ago or so. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, like I said, I feel like I didn't really pay much. Of, I mean, I don't I don't actually really pay that much attention to it now anyways. But there was a, there was a span of time where I was like kind of getting into it and like watching some, some fights and stuff. But um, I thought it was fun. Well, so this is funny, Dallas. That fight with Stefan Bonner is on April 9th, 2005. Oh, shit. So we're pretty close in time in terms of our time frame. I think it's, if we're on April 1st, so that would be... It's literally days away. Like literally a week away or so, just over a week away. Wow. That uh, that, that fight would really kind of draw huge interest um, into a greater interest into the UFC. Wow. That's really crazy. Yeah. Very interesting stuff here. Uh, and you guys can take a listen to our side project um, about UFC coming up soon. No, I'm kidding. I would totally do that. By the way. If anybody wants, if anybody wants to do a UFC podcast, just hit me up. Uh, I bet I watch all the UFC cards. I mean, the good news is, like, you can skip a lot of it because some of the fights are so short, then they just talk for, like, 25 minutes. That is <laughs> that is very true. I mean. Um, anyway, um, it's noted here that there is no end in sight for the dispute between Time Warner Cable in New York and Cablevision, which owns Fox Sports Net in New York, as well as MSG, which basically um, blacks out TNA of the New York market. So TNA is not being shown in the New York market at this point because of that situation. Uh, But in a positive note, ESPN International Japan has decided. um, Oh, sorry, it's not good news. I misread it. It's actually more bad news. 
Um, ESPN International Japan decided against signing a deal with Fox Sports that in the U.S. that would have put impact on TV in Japan. Oh, so wow. more bad Dang. news. Yeah, I misread that as they are going to Japan. My bad. Um, and my final note, Bob, I told you this is a short one. And I got a couple things we'll talk about during the show. And I think we're going to need to talk about them during the show because it's going to be a show. Um, this is a pretty interesting one, too, is that Jeff Jarrett went to Canada. I'm assuming it's Jeff Jarrett. It just says Jarrett. I'm just assuming it's Jeff. Um, he went to California this past week to meet with FSN officials and discuss the future on the station. Now, nothing was finalized, but Jarrett did bring up not wanting to pay for the time any longer. And FSN was not agreeable to that request. So uh, a lot of people question the future here of TNA. Uh, the fact is, the Saturday Night Show is coming nowhere close to what Velocity gets. And again, Spike is the better station, but it's the TNA A show against WWE's C show. And it's not doing less than half of what WWE does with no, no star power. Impact has become a very uh, missable show these days as there is no buzz for it. The pay-per-views, at least, besides the last one, provide good wrestling quality, but uh, the show-to-show storylines aren't there. The old talent doesn't draw and has been overexposed, and they have yet to create one star in three years, although that could also be impossible given their exposure and perception. So we are trying to get off of FSN. We do not want to pay for it any longer. Uh, and we're trying to potentially get on Spike. This is quite an interesting time for Impact's TV deal. Well, you know, I kind of uh, I was going to disagree about not making a star because I, I kind of thought Monty Brown was, but then they turned him heel. Yeah, they did do that. I mean, AJ Styles? Like, come on. Well, he's saying th- in the last three years. Well, yeah, that's like since the beginning. Yeah, but I mean... I is AJ Styles like a mainstream star? Probably not. So in that regard, like no, I guess they haven't. But if you were to go like a TNA star, AJ Styles would definitely fit that description. I get, yeah, I guess you he is probably talking more like mainstream stuff, and that's why he mentions given their exposure and perception, that's kind of impossible for them. Yeah. At this time. So I think that's probably fair to say. But I'm th- I was thinking more like yeah like TNA or, I mean like, like the hardcore fans like, because like if people are going to these Ring of Honor shows and they well I'm just using an example before you try to yell at me about it, um, you go to Ring of Honor and you know, or let's say you happen to know who Major Styles was because you did see an Impact it's like then you're going for him or you know what I mean that kind of idea. Yeah, I think though to some extent that Ring of Honor and TNA it's like. Kind of the same audience. Well, that's kind of what I mean. You know, so... It's that hardcore fan who... We'll say underground, right? It's not super yeah. known. Yeah, yeah that's so kind of the feeling I got for it, too. It kind of surprises me that they don't... Like, bring about... I mean, I understand the context of why they didn't because of the whole uh, RF situation. Uh-huh. But, you, you know, I think... I mean, you'd think maybe that they would work together more regularly and, and not have it be such a bicker between the two companies. Yeah. And for me as a viewer, like, it was weird. 
you know, if I saw Alex Shelley in Ring of Honor, I didn't really attach anything he was doing in TNA or Impact. You know, like I was able to separate it. Like he was a top guy for them, really, with Generation Next. Meanwhile, he's being like the baby bear for right, Impact. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, if I were to bring over the Impact stuff, to, it might like impact my to see like what my perception of him but as a wrestling fan i've always been able to just like oh it's its own universe or this is its universe so i'm able to like keep it apart yeah i think i can do that too i think i look at it you have to especially like nowadays in 2023 with all these indie companies you have to you have like one guy in let's say aaw is the heavyweight champion like oh cool great but then like in a company in North Carolina, he's a jobber. Well, he's the opening match guy. It's like you gotta. It's two different things. And I was gonna use um, like Matt Cardona as a good example because he talked about it on the Major Wrestling Figure Pod before, where it's like now he's mostly working heel, I think. But for a while, it was kind of depending on where he'd go because he might go to somewhere where it's more of a family friendly kind of vibe, right. and like the kids know him as Zack Ryder for some reason, and. Uh, so that's how he has to play into it. And then he'll go to like, like when we saw him at, at Excite, he knew it's like, I got to be a bad guy here. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting how, depending on the market. And it's like some of these places, like, is a random person in fucking anywhere? I was like, I was like, California, going to be like, I'm going to watch Excite Wrestling and see. Uh, no, right. Matt Cardone is going to go. So, so that's where that, that kind of stuff can happen. But that's well, why. You have to be able to separate it if you're going to watch yeah. like these random indie sh- shows. And and I think another great example, for, especially for uh, early TNA, is on the indies, CM Punk and Raven were having a blood right. feud for Ring of Honor and MLW and all these other different companies. And then in TNA, they're aligned together. Mm-hmm. So again, like you have to break it up into different universes like in the ring of honor universe they hate each other but in the tna universe it's like okay we're pals yeah i mean totally which could get confusing for people that can't do that but you just kind of have to do it you have to train your brain to do that it's like any kind of actor you know if they're in one show as a villain and they have another show they're the good guy that's That's all it is that's exactly what it's like exactly Good stuff, man. Well, we will uh, we will see what happens as we move forward here with our whole TV deal and stuff. I have a really fun uh, Kevin Nash note we're going to talk about during the show. That's my little tease. Um, the other two notes aren't as exciting. but uh, That is all I have to talk about prior to heading in to the April 1st, 2005 edition of Impact. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, the runtime for April 1st, 2005 impact is 44 minutes and 19 seconds, approximately. Who knows? Depends on where you're watching it. If you want to watch along with us, uh, head over to Impact Plus or find in your own personal collection. That should work as well. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when we're going to cross the line and watch some TNA. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, mine's coming out of my speaker, I think.
Why do you look so confused? Um, I just muted it, but it's coming out of my computer speaker and not through my headphones. See, listen. Fix it. Ready? Watch this. Oh, I can't even change the volume now. What did I do? What the frick? <laughs> We're live, pal. We're live, pal. It's playing. We're watching it. Bob, talk about what's happening while I'm fixing this crap. Uh, we just have an opening vignette here where uh, I believe it's Kevin Nash gets attacked backstage. And DDP's in the ring. Jeff Jarrett's cutting a promo on the big screen. Okay, I got it. It's fixed now. Yeah, it is Kevin Nash. Is this? Are they taking Nash out of the match? Um, I did forget that that happened. Um, there's a very good chance they may be taking Kevin Nash out. Um, Who are you replacing? Oh, do you do? No. I don't know. I mean, because it's what it's Jarrett, My Brown, and Outlaw, right? Yeah. So then on the other side, it's Paige, Pac, I mean, Waltman, Paige, Waltman. And then if you replace Nash, you replace him with, like, Conan or BG James or something for the outlaw yeah. tie-in? Yeah, you definitely could. I think, you know, what What if they do BG? So they're like, yeah, like, I'm going to fight him. And it, like, kind of helps Conan be like, okay, I believe you. And then he turns his back, and he joins him. Do you think that, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like BG James should be a heel. With the outlaw. I think it would actually make him a lot more interesting on these shows. Although the last time he was a heel in TNA, he was using slurs. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he, That was icky. That was pretty bad. Bunch of pyro. That's about uh, 100 yeah. grand flushed on the, uh, down the toilet. Right. Uh, since this is the same taping as previous, there was at least at one point 800 people in this building. Now, mind you, three hours later, it's doubtful they're all still there. Um, but just as a reference point. Four-man X-Division shootout here tonight. Winner fights Daniels at lockdown. Three weeks away, or four weeks away, sorry. We have four more episodes impact after this. No, we have three more. We have three more after this, four counting this. Eight, Jesus 15, Christ. and 22. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, breaking news. Abyss versus AJ Styles inside of the steel cage. Yeah, lockdown. See, now, does that, does that really justify a steel cage? No. Realistically. No. But here comes the phenomenal one. Like, oh, hey, I saved Tracy and Trinity from a, an abyss attack. And we brawled into some hay on the back of a pickup truck. Um, put them in a cage. I mean, I don't think that's how that works. At lockdown, it does. Mm. AJ Styles coming out in his front tucked in, uh, buttoned up shirt. Slapping the fans' hands, kissing babies. His shirt is half buttoned up, by the way. Yes, unbuttoned and tucked in the front. It's pretty, it's quite the look. I love that early 2000s. Don, he's he's kind of dressed up like Don West. 
Yeah, it's but Don West actually makes it look good. Well, it definitely fits Don West more, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, great. So Styles is on commentary right now, and here comes the Monster Abyss. Oh. Winner of um, Styles vs. Abyss. Okay. There we go. The winner gets a NWA title shot. So it's almost like Abyss is putting his title shot on the line. Alex. Yeah, but that's not what it sounds like. That's not how they're wording it. They're making it sound like it's a number one contender match. Right. But Abyss technically gets a shot still right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Abyss has one indie note. Um, back on March 26th, he defeated Amana in a dog collar match for NWA Cyberspace. Oh, wow. Wayne, New Jersey. It's funny you say that. I have a note about that Wayne, New Jersey show as well. Here's Abyss's opponent, Cassidy Riley. This should be good. He's going to kill him. Um, my note about that is, and well, I'm sure it's going to get mentioned eventually. I don't know if it'll necessarily get mentioned during the show. Actually, it might. But anyway, um, the America's Most Wanted in Triple X feud actually was revived. At that yes, yeah. March 26th, um, basically ending when Daniels walked out on Elix Skipper uh, playing off their current TNA program. And it's going yeah. on. Here's uh, Abyss against Cassidy Riley. And uh, Cassidy Riley recently announced his retirement. And I believe it's this weekend, the weekend that we're recording, not April 1st weekend. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, the uh, his retirement show, I guess, I think was sold out. Oh wow! So, congratulations to Cassidy Riley on a uh, retirement and a, a successful retirement show at that. Uh, do you know who he's facing? I do not. Okay. This with a big splash in the corner. So look at the bottom there. It's two six sides of steel cage matches. So it's saying and shock treatment. It's good to see that Riley's uh, broken fingers are healed. That's Riley. good. They were broken for a while, man. Okay. Irish whip. We know what's coming up next, right? That's right. The black hole slam. And that will do it. Abyss with the win. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that was a quick, uh, a quick opener match here. Is he just gonna walk by AJ and not even talk to him? Oh, oh. Going under the ring. Uh oh. You know, he's got a bag of thumbtacks. Well, why isn't AJ going to help him? 
He's just going to let Cassie Riley get tacked? Oh, Jeff Hardy. And twist of fate. Okay, I did not expect to see Jeff Hardy come out here for the save. And Styles is literally sitting ringside. Oh, wow, Bob. Well, I'll say it after this. Uh, I was just looking up Riley's retirement show. Is it bad? No, I'm actually, it's kind of cool. Uh, Hardy ducks the clothesline by Raven in Abyss, and here comes Styles with a flying forearm. See, this, no, is, this is bullshit. Styles only helps because Jeff Hardy's out there. <laughs> Damn it, Raven. <laughs> Damn it. You see that? Yeah, yeah I did. He had dropkick and, like, like it was like, Bleh! and then, like, <laughs> fell through the middle rope. Styles this screams a TV tag match coming up. I AJ actually don't hate it. And Hardy against Raven and Abyss. I'm cool with that. I don't. I mean, I don't hate it either. I think that would be a strong bait of that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, we're back from commercial. Um, Cassidy Riley will be facing off against his uh one of his former partners, Bob, Chase Stevens. No shit. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I was going to guess Chase Stevens because that just seemed to make the most sense to me. But... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and it's taking yeah. place, by the way, or it did take place because this is April 1st, on March 18th uh, in West Monroe, Louisiana, on BIW Hot Shot Forever. Mm. See? You like that tie-in? Interesting. Other people on that show? Um, I don't know any of them. Except Vladimir uh, Koloff. He's there. I don't know him. That's the wrong Vladimir I'm thinking of. <laughs> a little highlight package here. So, Bob, that means that you get a special fun note. That's right. TNA sent out notice to their street team asking for volunteers to help uh, permeate the city of L.A. and the Staples Center with TNA posters, flyers, and stickers, and so forth this coming Sunday. Uh, it's because there's the, the WWE show. Um, Alvarez notes that he uh, predicts that WWE will shut these people down very quickly. And what, people, what was it? There's a WWE show. Uh, let me see when this is dated. So this is dated April 4th. The, the one this came out. Um, so there's a, a, a WWE show in LA, Staples Center. I think, is it WrestleMania? Is this WrestleMania 21? What? WrestleMania 21 was at this? No way. Hold on. I'm looking it up. So there's a WWE show here in um, in uh, LA. Yes, it is at the Staples Center. It yes. is? They had, yeah. I didn't realize that. <clears throat> yeah, so they're trying to get TNA, guy, TNA um, street team people to go hand out TNA posters at WrestleMania. Because April 3rd, 2005, was WrestleMania 21 at the Staples Center. We're getting a very weird, long, triple X-like story package right now. So for fun, what happened at WrestleMania 21? It's been a while. Oh, dude, this is a good WrestleMania. Dude, WrestleMania 21 is a stack show. Oh, dude. And you want to know what's funny is as a as a teenager, I didn't want to get WrestleMania 21 because I literally knew like all the results. 
It was, it was so predictable. I was like, there's no point in me watching this. It's pretty freaking loaded, though. It is a loaded card. Batista, Triple H, Cena, JBL, Angle, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Orton, The First Money in the Bank, Rey Mysterio, Eddie. Yeah. And the only ones I didn't mention was Aki Bono and Big Show, Trish Stratus and Christy Hemme, and Booker T and Chris Masters on the pre-show. No, it's a that's a battle royal. Booker T won a thirty man battle royal. Oh, Lassel sorry, Monday. sorry. I just I just didn't I didn't read the stipulation part. The interpromotional battle royal. Yeah. Damn. I haven't. I don't even know the last time I watched WrestleMania twenty one. I think I don't even know. It's been a long time. This video package is still going on. They're kind of hyping up the fact. That, do you think that we're gonna the primetime may be in this match? Here's the thing if Skipper's in the match, judging by this promo, he's probably winning it. That's what I mean. This is odd placement. This is also very clear like, we didn't know what else to put on the show, so here's a big filler package, right. Oh my god! Oh my god! He turned on Skipper in the, the Ultimate X Challenge around the world. Take a, take a listen to us cover Destination X in the archive. He did win it for the first time in his career. Um, did you just hear that shit, Bob? You motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, well, it just What's happened. So we can say it. Um, we just got the announcement, guys, that uh, Elix Skipper will be facing off against Christopher Daniels for the title at lockdown. <laughs> Are you fucking serious what? right now? That's a productive error. <laughs> wow. Um, well, Mike Tanay is sitting down with Monty Brown for an interview. So why don't you ask your boy, Demondale's page, you went through his mind. The post-match celebration with you and Jarrett. I can't get it out of my mind. You owe me one. Well, what does Jeff Jarrett owe you? I don't got an answer to you anything. Oh, shit. You might get slapped up. Don't you talk to Tanae like that. It's about choice and chance. I messed up your pay-per-view and I can do what I want around here because I can.
demands respect, and he's going to get it from everybody, including Tanay. That's right. Survival and pain. That's his two words. That's three words. (laughs) Survival and pain. The and is a word. Technically, you're right. DDP thought that was painful. That pounds at Destination X. Wait until lockdown. We will survive. That's what we do. Oh, my God. Hold our own. Because he said said he's going to be like, him and Jared are going to be like, Pee Wee Herman and a movie theater in the movie theater. Now you understand that reference, right? I absolutely understand that reference. Okay. Um, he's gonna hold hold their own. <laughs> and in the case of Pee Wee Herman, uh, I think it's a little bit different of a context, but yeah, he's gonna finish his own too. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, I did not expect him to just say that. No, I was that. That's a that must have happened a... right right around this time, then, right? No, I think that's way earlier, isn't it? Really. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google. P- yeah, look it up. I don't I don't think that's around this time. I thought that was earlier. I could be wrong. Okay, Bob. Well, we're getting another fucking video package. And here's Nin debuting at um, against the odds, and then Sean Wallman too. Oh wow, dude! It's way earlier. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's like it's... The, is it like the nineties? Ninety-one. Ninety. That's what I was gonna say. Ninety-one. Yeah. Wow. The way that people would joke about it and talk about it, I did not think it was that long before. I Yeah. I mean, that's even before, really, the Pee Wee movies, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen, like, any Pee Wee stuff. Like, that was never my thing. I liked, I liked the Pee Wee Herman stuff. But I like that Pee Wee Herman kind of... He kind of turned into, like, a weird, like, cult following, I feel like, after this oh. all happened, where it's like... Now adults just like him because he's weird. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, on July 29th, they announced, or CBS announced that they're pulling the five remaining reruns. He's what? Pee Wee Herman. Oh, wow, that was in the 80s. So, yeah, that, that incident in 91... Was after the Pee Wee Herman stuff. Wow. wow. And we're seeing Destination X highlights, by the way. Oh, yeah. 85's Pee Wee Big Adventure. Yeah. Wow. Pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to give you my final note of the night, Bob, because uh, we just have another video package. And this is a pretty crazy one here. And we just saw a video package of Kevin Nash being attacked. Well, we're going to be adding Kevin Nash to the list of people who are unhappy here in TNA. Uh, He did an interview in Pro Wrestling Torch where he complained about not having fun and it not being worth it while while it may worth his while um, to make the 80 mile trip for the five thousand dollar payoff. 
he complained that while he likes Jeff Jarrett, he lost all his pay-per-view matches and he injured his knee against the outlaw on pay-per-view. Uh, he also brought up the Monty Brown versus Triton match in the finish. Uh, while everyone is using, uh, while everyone is using to bury uh, Dusty uh, with these days as the example, he really doesn't have things thought out long term. Nash felt that they've poorly handled Monty Brown as well. He said he doesn't like how he's being used and said that he may not come to the next TV or do the next pay-per-view. At least he knows how to play the game. Is he already shot an angle for, on TV for the pay-per-view and is being advertised? So it gives him whatever leverage as a wrestler uh, is going to have at this point. Now, of course, as we saw, they also kind of did an angle. Right? We're watching it again right now. They're showing it again where they kind of wrote him off, too. Yeah. Now, so, how much, what was the payoff? Was the money payoff? $5,000. For the match with Outlaw? It's kind of vague. He just says that he doesn't know if doing TNA is worth it to make the 80-mile trip for the $5,000 payoff. So he might just get that per match. Okay. But then he got injured in the match with Outlaw. Right. He injured his knee. That is such a drastic, like, cut down from what he was probably making in, like, a WWE pay-per-view or right. even, like, WCW flat rate. What is this? Oh, is this this a lockdown thing again? Yeah, the credit belongs to the... I messed it already. It's like the quote thing. We tried to read this before, and it, like, we messed it way up. Hmm. His face is marred by sweat and blood. Even though that's black and white, that's quite a bit of blood to be shown here in FSN. Yeah. I mean, it was dripping out of his head still. It was errs and comes up short see it comes too fast i can't read it dramatically if it goes up so quickly is there is not effort without error and shortcoming and there's kevin ash probably screaming because his knee fucking popped out of socket or something but the, but who does actually strive to the, and i missed it again it goes too fucking fast who knows the great enthusiasms but The great devotions. Who at best know the triumph of high achievements. And who at worst, if he fails, fails while daring greatly. And there's Hardy jumping off the stage on Abyss. This is just. This feels like that WrestleMania, that uh, Raw episode where I made you and, and Austin watch before WrestleMania 11. We resolved like, video packages, but then like one match. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This feel and we we are by the way, 23 minutes 30 seconds into the show. So yeah, it feels very much like that. It's just very odd to me that. Oh, here we go though. Okay. Hail Saban. Well, if we're doing the X Division shootout match now, this will probably bring us to the end. So, the stars of the No Limit X Division. Oh, we're joined at the table by the champion, Christopher Daniels. Okay, so got Chris Sabin in the ring coming up next. 
Is he Matt Benley finally? No, he's Michael, Michael Shane again. <laughs> okay. That's weird. Okay. We cannot fucking decide our name for this guy. Just say it. Say my name. Prime time, baby. Wow, Bob, I wonder who is going to win this match. I have, I have no idea. Not that it was just announced right before this match. I can't believe that bullshit. Ooh, primetime's I, gear I is pretty nice. Um, let me get through some of the. Let me get through these indie notes here. Uh, Michael Shane teamed up with Frankie Kazarian to defeat Matt Stryker and Nick Burke at that same NWA Cyberspace show that I mentioned earlier. Hmm. And then guess what? Again, at that cyber, cyberspace show on March 26, AMW defeated Christopher Daniels and Edith Skipper. Uh, PD Williams. Uh, okay, on March 19th, he defeated Chris Sabin, Johnny, Johnny Storm, and Spud at FWA's International Showdown. And that took place in England. And Is that like Rockstar one, Spud? Yeah. I, yeah, oh, please. Uh-huh. And then Chris Sabin on March 20th, he lost to Darren Burridge for IWW Super Show in Dublin, Ireland. Hmm. One, two, three, Canada. Hey. Now, here's the thing this show, now, Danis is on commentary, which I'm yep. sure we mentioned. I did. Yep. But uh, we have about 18 minutes and eight seconds left in this show. And we already know who wins this match. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, no. W- it's one of those bullshit tag ones. Oh, great. I wonder if um, 30 minutes it's, time if it's going to be noted in the notes next week. Where, like, Meltzer's going to be like, so they, like, spoiled it. Such bullshit, dude. Before it even happened. Um, by the way, did you see the news? This is old news by the time we air this episode. Uh, Scott Demore is the president, officially. Uh, yeah, you know what? I guess we could talk about that. So I saw that he got promoted. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But he's dating, actively dating one of the girls on the roster. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That seems like a conflict of interest. I'm very nervous how they're pushing uh, her due to that whole situation, but we'll see what happens. If she wins the knockout <clears throat> championship. And I, I'm going to say this from the get-go here. I have not watched nearly enough of her work to know where she is in terms of, like, mm. yeah, you're, you're going wishy-washy. So yeah. if it were to be a situation where she wins the title and it doesn't, like, fit, like, the TNA or impact expectation, then I think she – I think there would be some kind of blowback on being like, oh, well, she only won the title because she's – Sleeping with Scott Demore. Yeah, I think she's definitely improved, um, but like enough to be Mickey James and essentially retire Mickey James. I think that's still maybe a thing. I don't know if it still is her thing right now, but uh, I don't know if she still says that if I lose, I'm done. I think that was like until she got the title. I don't know. Um, but regardless, I don't know if she's like beat Mickey James level. Right. Although I don't really know who. 
who is right now. Uh, although Masha Slamovich, good as fuck, should have been champion about three times over by now. But and, she and just who is won actually GCW championship? New GCW champion, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, Petey uh, beating down on Michael Shane here, knocking him down with a close line. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, uh, did you? Well, you probably saw, and we didn't text about it. Uh, but Taya Valkyrie is now in AEW. Another yeah. former knockout who I am yeah. very high on Taya Valkyrie. I think is, she's phenomenal. Is she the one that's like married to John Morrison? Yes, she is. I think she's very, very good. Um, and definitely uh, a welcome addition to the AEW women's roster. Uh, Petey Williams standing on the crotch of Michael Shane as he's in the Tree of Woe doing the O Canada. Tags in prime time. A forcible tag. It's not friendly. Right. Now, you know what's funny is, like, because this match for us is kind of irrelevant because we know who wins, we could actually talk about more current stuff and not really sacrifice. So we should know a former Impact wrestler, Davey Richards. Mm. And Saban does a springboard. Holy shit. That was beautiful. That was was fucking picture perfect, dude. Uh, Davey Richards is recently canceled. That's right, folks. American Wolf, David Richards canceled due to alleged domestic violence issues. And that claims that he drug denied drug abuse too. Uh, yeah, there's alleged cocaine. <laughs> it <laughs> relates to it. That's why I mention it. Right. Yeah, there's a tie in there. Um, Davey, of course, denies all this. He released a statement denying all of it and then said, I'm going to cancel myself and he's retired from wrestling. Which, mind you, he's retired a few times at this point. Uh, well, at least twice. At least, that's what I mean. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, I mean, I'm, mind you, I'm not like the biggest Davy Richards fan in the world. Um, I like I wasn't gonna go buy a, an Excite Wrestling ticket because Davy Richards was coming. But right. oh, Petey Williams eliminated oh. by Chris Saban. Okay. Okay, I see what's happening. I think I'm surprised that Petey was the first one out. I would have thought Michael Shane would be. Yeah, me too, actually. That is really surprising. Petey, a former champion, just like, what, two two champions ago, so not even that long ago. Right. Yeah, so that happened. He canceled himself. He's he's retiring again. Um, well, I guess that's kind of it. I don't know really what to say about it. Well, he's like an EMT, right? Yes, he is. He'll. I mean, he's fine. I guess in his personal so life. like, but if I got like hurt and I knew who David Richards was and I see him in my ambulance, I'll probably like, uh, are you good? Like I seen like the alleged stuff that you're doing. Do you want someone to come save your life that is potentially, um, just snorted some Coke in the ambulance? <laughs> I mean, Alleged, allegedly, 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 he's a very intense human being. Yeah, he is. <laughs> So that alleged substance abuse isn't necessarily the most shocking thing, nor is domestic violence, really, which is a shame. And I don't obviously condone that. But uh, his intensity does not, oh. it does not surprise me. Michael Shane whips uh, Elix Skipper against the rail very hard. You think this stems from him just working in MLW because it's MLW? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. I could understand the cocaine part. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Fucking MLW. 
I liked MLW too. Like back in the early 2000s, it was pretty fun. And then I don't know, man. Corp Hour isn't really that likable of a human being. I just like that they really hype up that they're like, we're coming to stars and like stupid shit like that. And it's just like, yeah. okay. I want Check to- us out on Reels, but it's not going to be on Peacock because they can only do WWE stuff. And then we're going to sue them. Yeah. I like want to like MLW like very badly, but I just can't. I just can't get into it. Uh, it's like I feel like their show is on like 17 different networks, but I don't know how to watch it. I know people make the joke. They've always made it about TNA. Like you don't know how to watch TNA, but like MLW is like the next level of like, how do I watch this? Right. And then we also have like this weird MLW underground thing that's sort of like a spinoff of Lucha Underground, kind of. And we have like the guy who did it, and like, I don't know, dude. But Jacob Fatu, everyone loves Jacob Fatu. I've seen one match of his, which was on that Flair show, I'm assuming. Yes, it was. And then there's I, the Al- Alex Hammerstone, who like is like jacked. Yeah, I am. Um, that's about all I know about MLW. And Leo Rush retires and goes back there all the time. I know that. Yeah. Elbow dropped by Michael Shane off the middle rope onto Skipper for a two count. Yep. Um, I just remember Joey Janela on Twitter, like ripping MLW, being like, "You trick, like you pressure and trick people into signing contracts where it's like 150 bucks a match. Like, get out of here." Right. Yeah. Well, that not only that they sign contracts, and every single person I see under contract gets out of it. And they yeah. just sign with AEW or whoever else. Like, they get out of it so easily. Even poor Tony Schiavone had to, like, get out of his MLW contract. Right, I was just going to say, yeah, Schiavone was in that. Which is, like, you brought Tony Schiavone back doing wrestling commentary, and I still didn't know about your show. Right. Which sucks because I'm sure there's some good stuff on there. But, like, you don't hear no one talking about it. The only MLW, ooh, double crossbody, Skipper and uh, Shane taking each other out. The only MLW talk I see is when they post that they have a show airing at whatever time. I see nothing about matches. I see nothing about fans being excited about it. I see nothing. Yeah, I, I really don't either. I'll see posts sometimes where it's like War Chamber. But then like I don't understand. Like, I don't know who's in it. I don't know why I should That's care. What I mean. Look, I'll go to their page right now. They have like action figures coming out, but like who who watches <laughs> enough of it to like buy those? If MLW has action figures, how does Impact not have like regular figures? They are starting. Did you see? Let me show you. Um, I actually am gonna have to buy at least one of them because I have a thing uh, where oh oh sudden death sudden death boom. Oh, you got him. That should be it. That's it. Skipper eliminates Michael Shane. Yeah, Bob, they do have a couple. These are concept arts. We have Eddie Edwards, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and Moose. You can pre-order them now. Not an ad. four. Start, yeah, it's series one. And I have to get Eddie Edwards because he's a 2CW guy. So is Moose. He's been there, but he's not a 2CW guy. Who are the other two? Jordan Grace and... And Deanna. Deanna's was there, too. She was there, but she's not a 2CW person. What defines a 2CW person? Eddie is like, he essentially was like a local guy. So like right now, for example. Yeah, he was there pretty early. I have a Colin, I have Colin Delaney's figure from uh, 
um, ECW because he did literally what he wrestled at East two CW at for a while. Right. Um, I I don't have the first Luke Harper figure. I'd like it eventually, but I just accept the fact that I have a Brody Lee figure at all. So Brody Lee, of course, two right. CW uh, OG. Um, and I do not have the one FTC Dalton Castle, but I would also consider Dalton Castle a two CW guy. Really? I can see. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping they'll come out with some Ring of Honor ones or something, and we'll get like a really nice Dalton um, from Jazzwares eventually. They ha- I mean, Jazzwares would have to also they, incorporate Ring of Honor, right? They said they will. It's just a matter of time. Because they weren't they gonna? Uh, they might not anymore. But weren't they gonna do like a Summer of Punk one? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. But they're already like still another Punk figures coming out. The one I sent you, the dog collar. So, oh shit, right with MJF. Um. So Bob, we're down to Saban and Prime Time here. Prime Time, the skipper. If we did not know who's gonna win, would you still want Prime Time to win? Um, I don't know if I would want him to win. So I like Saban. And like I said before, Skipper has done very well. I would still think that Skipper would be the favorite just because of the interactions and um, like from a storyline perspective. Like it would just make the most sense to have Skipper and Daniels Russell on pay-per-view. Yeah, and I think they had that. It was just, I think it was two weeks ago where they had like a confrontation. Yeah. Uh, Kind of leading up to, I guess, this. Yeah, I mean, that would just make the most sense to me. Yeah, and Daniels is talking. Oh, my God, dude. Jeez. Holy shit, that was so good. Skipper spin kicks, top notch. Go roundhouse kick there. Yeah. <clears throat> Those kick- kicks get me just as excited as when Sean Waltman does them. Because his are always yeah. wicked good, too. That's a good comparison. Waltman and uh, Skipper. Skipper's probably more devastating just because he's so much bigger. Yeah, yeah, I think that's and his a good legs point. are significantly longer. You think Skipper and Booker T should have been a tag team? With all their roundhouse kicks. Do some different axe kicks. Oh, no, he does a scissors kick. Right. But he does like a standing thing. sidekick, Booker does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we are 30, or no, 39 minutes and two seconds into the show, meaning we have five minutes, 14 seconds left. And we already know who wins, so yeah, there's that. Nothing That's why there hasn't been really a heavy here. focus on this match in terms of play-by-play, because we, we know who's winning. Yeah, we've been hitting the high points there. and Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of impact-related current day stuff. I think it's excellent. And look at that tornado DT going for the cover. And of course, that's a two count because he's not winning the match. Chris <laughs> not going to lockdown. We already know this. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit, dude. So dumb. Um, the only thing that sucks about these impact figures is they're very expensive, and we only have concept art so far. How much are they? They are $45 each. Oh, my God. That's why I said I will buy one. And I only want to buy one because it's his first, like, Eddie Edwards only and first figure. $45? That's probably before, that's before tax and everything. 
Right. Well, the thing is that it's. I think MLW is oh nice. It's a Gary by Saban. It's just similar to the MLW ones because it's going to be like a limited run kind of thing. I think. One running two. Liger bomb and Skipper kicks out of two. Anyways, I was going to go to. Look, dude. Three days ago, Fatu hammered number two. For free, Tuesday on Reels. Yeah. But where can but, I, is, is that just on like the app? Like, can I just like download that and watch it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, Reels is with Peacock, but again, like you don't get MLW. So they like black it out for that hour. That's fucking nuts. I think it's hilarious. And it's only like a 10 week run anyway. So. Nice uppercut by Saban. Okay, we're battling up on the top here. You can buy your Battle Riot poster, Bob. Spinning heel kick off the top there by Skipper. Check out the Fox box at the top here. He's powers out. Tanae said that as if he doesn't know how much time is left. He's like, you can see the, the time ticking away. <laughs> Maybe they don't have the timer on their screen. They might not. If I had to guess, they probably don't. That's probably a post-production thing. I think it probably is, too. But at the same time, when they run out of time limits and stuff, I feel like they have to know. Oh, did you see this shit? I'm sorry to keep saying MLW shit, but did you see that Raven entered Battle Riot? <laughs> I did see that, yeah. Raven can barely walk. Maybe that's why he'll win. That's true. Oh, sudden death. Boom. Oh, that was a good counter. Fuck yeah, it was. One, two. There we go, three. baby. Crowd pop for it. Yeah, they did. That's a that's one of the maybe biggest singles win for a skipper. Yeah, that was a big win for him. Unfortunately, it was spoiled for us. We already knew it. Dude, that sucked. We're seeing some highlights here throughout the match. Probably just the eliminations. PD was eliminated after a super kick by Michael Shane and Saban getting the roll-up. And then... Skipper countering Shane with the sudden death. One, two, three. And then guess what? Countered Hesser by Saban and Sunday. Very nice. And one, two, and three. If we didn't know the finish, that would have been a lot more exciting. I would say so. Could we see primetime dethrone his former partner, Christopher Daniels, at lockdown? I'm going to say no. Probably not, but I'm excited for the match. I think it's going to be really good. If only they could, like, do more than two cage matches. If only. If only. 
my house. And there we go, Bob. We go off the air. TNA. Wrestling. Well, Bob, what'd you think? Um, you know, a lot of video packages. A lot of video packages. Um, wow. But I would say, and I mean, the production blunder. Yeah. Telling us that Skipper. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to win before that we happened. Um, despite that, I mean, I would I would say it was a, it was a solid show. I mean, the the main event was a good match. No, I agree. You know, I get a spoiled finish, but and I gotta say, you know, for a throwaway Cassidy Riley Abyss match, the after of Styles and Hardy standing off with Raven and Abyss kind of got me a little excited for the potential of that being a TV main event match. I mean, it's got to be, right? I would hope so. Um, so I kind of like that. The Monty Brown interview was good. At least we had to hear from someone else, too. So, I mean, there was positives in between the extremely long video packages and that unfortunate production error. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good, good show, too. It was certainly a filler episode. I mean, you could tell that it was, but... Unlike some of the Raws that we used to watch where they'd have the people you don't care about squashing people you don't even know for 45 minutes. At least we had some decent action going on. Right. Um, and some excitement. And so, yeah, I agree. Um, it was just a bummer of the, the issue that we had and that we didn't have a little bit more meat on the bone. But it wasn't bad. It was good. But we do have three more episodes until lockdown. And I think that's the more exciting part. And now we'll say it again next week, but it's another three week taping. So it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I think we're again, all those, even with the blunders, still a solid show. So that got, has me maybe a little bit more excited for this next, uh, yeah. Taping cycle. So that should be interesting. But. I agree. All right. Just like Dallas said, we are now three weeks away from lockdown 2005. So let's continue our trek through impacts when we return next week. Until then, for Dallas Screwley, I am Bob Klein Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. Just say it. <laughs> say my name. Prime time, baby. Say my name, prime time, baby.